0: Let's okay. And be confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in us is faithful to perform it and complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this glorious day and this wonderful opportunity that you've afforded us to come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you for your grace and mercy. We thank you for your bountiful blessings in our lives keeping us safe, watching over us, protecting us from all hurt, harm, and danger, watching over our children, our loved ones, and our family members near and far. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and all that you have in store for us, all that you have done for us, and for what you're doing for us right now. We thank you for this study, and we thank you for Ron and Dorothy and their family We thank you for this lesson that you prepared for us. We ask that you would open up our hearts and our minds and our eyes that we can understand and comprehend and apply these truths, your word, to our lives and grow thereby and become the children, the people, the Christians that you're calling for in these last and evil days. We thank you for this prayer and we give your name all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we ask it. For our sakes, we pray, Amen. And bless you. All righty. We always start with if you have any questions about anything we've studied or anything concerning the Bible, and um, at this time,
1: um, questions. Um. Hmm.
2: My sister-in-law um, invited me to, to a memorial. She's Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. And they're having a memorial um, talk on the 27th of this month. Mm-hmm. And so as a, um, I guess they had a special talk leading up, that will lead up to the 27th in regards to how do you find um, I said, how do you find the pearl of high values? So, you know, they talked about um, the healing and different things that Jesus did. Yeah. And at one point they mentioned that in the kingdom that's to come is when um, you'll get your healing. And in the future, God will bring healing. And that stuck out to me because, um, you know, we can get the healing right here and right now because of what Jesus did on that cross for us. So, um two
0: thousand years ago.
2: Yes. So um we're supposed to reconnect my sister and I and um you know, uh shared what I heard with her. We always talk about God and um the different things that, you know, um that we we know of the Bible. We always talk and we share different things. But um, when she invited me to this, you know, we talked about my mom, and she lives in California. So um, she said, you know, um, if you're interested, I would like you to come and listen to the talk about the memorial. And then that's how I got involved with this. Um, Not that I'm seeking to go to be a witness, but, you know, I just you know, she invited me and I said, okay. But, um, that really stuck out to me because, you know, there's a problem there that they're lacking. You most um, certainly... so <laughs> it's a
0: lot that they're lacking.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, not so... to be, not to be critical just from observation mm-hmm. and from experience, uh, because right. I've, I've dealt with them on different levels. Uh, God bless my brother's soul. He's deceased. He was a a Jehovah witness. Um, and I had a sister who was, Mm -hmm. um, so, um, I definitely understand their doctrine. I know where their error is. And one thing that they always want us to do is to come and sit under their teaching, Mm -hmm. you know, and to come to their meetings or to come into Mm -hmm. our house and teach, but they won't come to our church. And all services.
2: (laughs) No, they won't even take a piece of literature from us. See that? (laughs) Yeah, and that I know for a fact, you know. But, um, yeah, her parents and my parents were very, very close friends back in the West Mm -hmm. Indies. Mm -hmm. We lived like maybe three doors down from them. And that's how we became connected. And they've always been a witness all their lives. And, you know, my mother did her thing and they did theirs but they were very close we were very close as a family and then in the end my brother wound up marrying one of the daughters and that's how we yeah you know, yeah but i just wanted to sh- you know let you know that and um when i heard that i was like wow really
1: <laughs> <laughs> really yeah
2: that's all i that's what i
1: wanted to share and, and to my knowledge you know once you open that door they're very persistent and they won't stop they'll just keep coming and coming and coming you
0: know, <laughs> and it's very very to... important. Yeah. Um, the Bible says, "I'll take a quick look at it if you have your Bibles." Yeah, I believe it's over in First um, John, First, Second, or Third John. The epistles way back by Revelations. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can locate it. Okay. Yeah, it's in second the epistle of second John chapter 1 verse 10.
2: Second John verse
0: 10. Well, it's only really one chapter.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Verse so, 10 it says, if there if come any unto you, you and bring not this doctrine Receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed, for he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. So mm-hmm. when they knock on doors, we don't want to invite them into our house, especially because our neighbors are watching. Mm-hmm. And when they see that we welcome them into our houses, they might feel comfortable. Welcoming them in their houses. So right. the Bible tells us that we should not receive them into our house, neither should we bid them Godspeed, because mm. in so doing we become a partaker of their evil deeds or practices. Okay. Uh,
2: okay. Today's what? Today is the. Mm. Yeah. So That's, one knocked on
0: my door many, many years ago and I says, um, um this is not a good time for me. I said uh-huh. well, if you give me your address, I would love to come to your place, to your house, and visit mm-hmm. you. And we can talk about the Bible. No, no, no. I I can we can't give you a, no no no. They don't they don't want us to go to their house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Praise yeah. The Lord. Well, we'll keep praying for them because they need to be saved. They think yeah. they're Christians, but they need Jesus and a revelation of who Jesus is, not Michael the Archangel. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right. Any other questions before we go into our lesson for today?
1: Oh, that's it. I um
0: oh, sorry.
1: It's not a question. I I um I sent a um monetary uh, offering oh, to Fieldhouse Ho- field TV, but it was, I think it, I put, it went through PayPal. I don't know if I did it right or not, but.
0: Okay, Michael. Uh, Brother Ron said he sent uh, an offering through the Fieldhouse okay. through PayPal, to PayPal, and he doesn't know if it was received or accepted. whatever. Accepted. Okay, well, or accepted. So on. he says, we'll keep studying, and he'll check. Alrighty. To see if it was received. Um, and he'll let us know. Yeah, he'll let us know. Um, wonderful. Okay, wonderful. Okay, we can begin. Uh, we've been talking about the power of godly believing, how important it is to believe right. And when we say believe right, according to the scriptures. And um, we have been talking about deciding what we want from God when we pray, identify what we want. And uh, we talked about believing that we have what we pray about or what we believe God for, believe that we have it. And um, we left off in the book of St. Mark, Chapter 11. And so let's turn our Bibles there and pick up with that particular text, and then we'll go on to other scriptures. The Lord's Gospel according to St. Mark. Chapter 11, and uh, we'll begin with the 22nd verse. <clears throat> and we talked uh, pretty extensively about Mark 11:22 last week, where it talks about having faith in God. <clears throat> and we said that there are some translations of this particular scripture that says, have the faith of God, or the God kind of faith. And we define the God kind of faith according to the scriptures over in Romans chapter four and we 'll look at that a little bit later who God who calls those things that be not as though they were and so now we 're going to pick up in the twenty third verse of mark, and we 're going to unpack this and um, go on to other scriptures mark eleven twenty three Jesus says, "Verily, verily, or truly, I say unto you that whatsoever you sh- that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever." He saith. So let's look at verse twenty-three. How many times do you see the word say or saith?
1: I say about four or five times.
0: That's a lot in one verse. (laughs) That's twenty-three. Yeah. So Jesus is putting an emphasis on what we say and the words that come out of our mouth when we're believing God for something. And he emphasizes or says again and again, whatsoever you say to the mountain, whatsoever you say shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say it. So the Bible teaches us that we can have what we say. And that's very important because what we say and the words that we say determine what we receive, whether it's good or bad. The Bible says that life, let me start that again, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. That's in Proverbs Mm. 18.21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So I sent out a text this morning about health, that it's important to eat the right foods, but even more important than that is thinking right and speaking right, talking right. And oftentimes, maybe out of ignorance, we can talk our way out, Of the promises of God and the good things that God has in store for us. Let me give a case in point, an example. Say, for instance, you're feeling like you're coming down with something, and you say to a friend or a family member, I'm taking a cold. (laughs) I'm taking a cold. Well, why would we want to take a cold when we should say, what God says, by his stripes, we are healed. So instead of saying, I'm taking a coal," why can't we just say what God says? By his stripes, we are healed. First Peter 2.24 mm. We need to train and practice our thinking and what we say, that we should say what God says about our situation, about our problems, about our health, about our families, we should come in agreement with what God says and confess that and believe what God says instead of just anything that comes into our minds and our thoughts and saying and repeating that. So the Bible teaches us in the words of Jesus in verse 23 where he says, you shall have what you say. So what we say, our words, can become a self-fulfilling prophecy. We can speak death with our tongue, or we can speak life with our tongue. We can bless with our tongue, and we can curse, James 3 says, with our tongues. So the mm-hmm. power of speaking and the power of words, the Bible teaches us is very, very, very important. Any questions about anything that we've said thus far? Um,
1: um,
0: no, no. I
2: guess sometimes the first reaction when you feel like you're coming down with a cold is to think you're coming down with a cold. But now that you mentioned that, you know, um to use God's Word or um, apply God's principles to, I guess, what you're feeling at the time. Don't jump to what you've always conditioned your mind to say Excellent. based yes. on how you feel.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Ron, would you like to weigh in on
1: that? Well, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's so true. Um, Point in case, case in point, that uh, you always catch a chill. You always say before she even gets anything. <laughs> oh,
0: we have to decide what we want to catch around here.
1: <laughs> I don't want to go out in the, with my hair damper. Well, off, but, you yeah, know, you know, these are old. you
2: grew up in the West Indies and there's certain <laughs> things that we were brought up
0: okay. you know,
2: um, hearing. You know, don't go outside when you wash your hair,
0: you'll
2: um, catch a cold. Don't take a shower right after you iron, because now is, um, is,
0: is, is is that good or bad? What well, you just said.
2: Well, it's. I've always practiced that. If that's what I was taught, was <laughs> you know what I'm right? saying. Was that <laughs> it's not was wrong? That wrong because, what you were taught? No, it's not what wrong. What I thought, because that's
0: that was because that's sense. what they believed. Yeah, and, and yeah, that was common, was sense. common sense. Common sense. Well, to me, it sounds like you're setting yourself. Go ahead, Ron.
1: I mean, it seems like you're setting yourself up in your mind for you're going to act. It's actually going to happen. Okay, so
0: let's ask ourselves a question: If you take a shower in the wintertime and run outside with your head wet, (laughs) what would be the result of that?
2: You get a chill, and I've actually gotten behind that.
0: And your body temperature drop, and it may open it up for you to become susceptible to getting sick. So that's Mm -hmm. common sense. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about that. What we're talking about is negative thinking.
1: Right, okay. we're talking
0: about negative thinking that contradicts God, you see? Not common sense. Right. Mm -hmm so we teach our children and we have been taught common sense Mm -hmm. concerning living amen we've been taught that hopefully by our parents and grandparents Mm -hmm. how to take care of ourselves so that's all good but negative thinking is a problem so let me give you some scriptures to show you what i mean and what i'm teaching So I want to look at Philippians, chapter 4, and the Apostle Paul teaches us, after we pray about something, Mm -hmm. chapter 4, verse 8. Amen. Okay, and I'll read it. Or, Ron, you can read it. You're there. Chapter 4, okay. Philippians, verse 8.
1: Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is whatever is admirable, um, if anything is excellent, praiseworthy, think about such things.
0: See? Think about such things. Think on... These things.
1: Positive
0: things. Say positive things. Godly things. Think on these things.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So that's why what we think about is very important not only to our health but even to those around us who are listening. So there's an old saying that says if we sow a thought we reap an act, if we sow an act, we reap a habit. If we sow a habit, we reap a character. And if we sow a character, we reap a destiny. So our, our thoughts are important. Our words that we say out of our mouths shape our destiny. They're very important. That's why Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, you can have what you say. And so Paul is encouraging the saints at Philippi what to think about. Because Mm -hmm. what we think about is what we talk about and what we say. And if our thoughts are negative, Jesus says that the mouth speaks the abundance of the heart. So whatever is in a person, if you listen, it -hmm. will come out in words. And those words will determine what's in that person's heart and mind. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so important for us to judge our words, to evaluate our words, and be disciplined with our thinking and with our speaking because we know it impacts us either positively or negatively or those around us who are listening. Mm -hmm. An Old Testament example of speaking wholesome words or right words or godly words or that which is right, can be found in the book of Jonah. That's an Old Testament minor prophet after Abraham, after Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. If you would turn to Jonah, Jonah chapter two. Jonah was a minor prophet, a little small book in the book of Jonah. And we know pretty much about the story of Jonah being swallowed up by the whale.
1: Yeah. Amen. Okay.
0: Amen. Down in chapter 2, verse 8. And let me give you a little background of this particular uh, scripture before I read it. Uh, Jonah disobeys God. God tells him to go to Nineveh. He decides to go to Tarshish. He takes a ship. He gets out on the ship. He's out of the will of God and a storm comes, and the sailors on the ship wakes him up, they're all praying to their gods, and they cast lots, and the lot falls on Jonah. So they know Jonah's the problem. So Jonah admits it, that he's running from God, and he said, throw me overboard. And they threw Jonah overboard, and the storm ceased. So whatever was going on in Jonah's life, he almost caused the whole ship and everybody on it to go down with him. That's a whole other Hmm. sermon there. But now Jonah's in the belly of the well. In verse 6 of chapter 2, he said, I went down to the bottom of the mountains of the earth. He's describing and giving a description of being in the belly's well. He likens that unto hell itself. And in verse 7 he prays to God, and in verse 8 this is what he says, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Another translation reads it this way, they that regard worthless idols forsaken their own mercy. Dorothy, would you read that in your translation?
2: Sure, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit
1: the grace that could be theirs. Wow and my mind says ahead, those who cling those who cling to worthless worthless idols turn away from God's love for them.
0: Whoa, so when Jonah talks about observing regarding idols or lying vanities, as my scripture says or worthless idols. What he is basically saying is that we have to be careful what we say and what we observe. And so whatever our circumstances are, Jonah's circumstance was he was in the belly of the well. That was his circumstance. Whatever our circumstances that we find ourselves in we have to ask ourselves the question, is this God's best for me? Or is this some kind of circumstance because of my wrong choices that I ended up in? Mm. Hmm. And if I've ended up in a circumstance that is not God's best for me or God's will for me, then what I need to do is that I need to think about getting back into God's perfect will for me and have more favorable circumstances. So, whenever we're walking in sickness, whenever we're walking in poverty, whenever we're operating under the curse, whenever we're walking walking in all of these negative things, the Bible calls those things lying vanities, In relationship to God's truth for our lives. So in other words, I don't want to live a lie of poverty, sickness, disease, and death if it's God's word and truth for me to have life and that more abundantly. Am I making any sense to you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, what am I saying?
1: Well, we want to stay away from those negative thoughts and those negative words. And that, those vanity those <laughs> vanities, those lying vanities. Right. That
0: because those thoughts that, that, and those words those create our circumstances. Right. Those words and thoughts, when we speak them and confess them, mm-hmm. cause our words are both death and life, that's in the power of the tongue. When we speak those negative things, we create we create those circumstances, and we create that atmosphere of fear and defeat and sickness and disease with our words.
1: So if we're in a group or we're talking to a friend or something and you hear a lot of negative situations and words thoughts, what are we to do? Walk away, or tell them to be quiet, or, or, or does it transfer to us? I mean, how do you? <laughs> because, <laughs> well, if
2: if you're hearing that and you know it's going to create a circumstance for either that person or you're in the group, so that's creating a circumstance um, which is not good, and it's going against what God is trying to. Um, what reveal. what what God is. You know, God wants the best for us and he wants us to act within the right way, according to him.
0: Amen. And it's going to create. Me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm listening. So, you
2: know, um, are you should you say something or back away? Um, sometimes dealing with certain people, it's 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 <laughs> difficult if you're willing to take on their, their challenge, you ask God to help you to speak speak through me, God, to, to show these people what they're doing is wrong. And you know, that, that's, that would be my first thing. And if I see that I'm not being receptive in that way, then I would just slowly step back because you see the harm that it's gonna yeah. and cause. I don't Very know, good, darling. I'm not.
0: Very yeah. good. So let's, let's create a little scenario So we can deal with it. Say for instance, if you are with a group of people in a church or out to lunch or whatever, and all of a sudden one person begins to gossip Hmm. or spread rumors about somebody else that you know or maybe not know. And you're there at lunch, and you're all at the table, and one starts a conversation, did you hear about so-and-so? and everybody weighs in on it, and they begin to converse and begin to talk about it, and you're sitting there in the midst of them, what is your responsibility? What do you do about that?
1: Well, I've know? had that happen to me okay. several times. I mean, and my my approach is just I don't listen, and I turn a deaf ear on it. I don't, uh, I don't uh, entertain it at all.
0: So do you sit my there self. and don't say anything, or do you shut it down, or...? What are you doing? I shut
1: it down and I don't I generally don't I I don't say anything when I hear someone being talked about. But that's how I've been. Yeah.
0: Amen. So you're not gonna sit there and entertain that. You're not gonna entertain it. You're not gonna just sit there and listen. But you're gonna say to them, Look, um you know, I'm a believer, you know who I am, but I don't feel comfortable talking about somebody I don't have all the facts, I don't feel the Bible says gossiping is wrong, mm. uh, it's sinful, and we shouldn't do that. Um,
1: that's I really the correct offend approach. Anybody,
0: but you know that's where I'm at. And Dorothy said, when you do that, you might stir up something. Mm-hmm. You might offend somebody.
2: But then you have to remember you know you have to hold on to your values.:
0: Amen and,
2: and, but, and what uh-huh. you represent.
0: And not compromise. And,
2: right? Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. So you know we can speak the truth in love, um, but we don't have to tolerate that, and because um, that's no good for any of us. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to tolerate that. Alrighty. So we talked oh. about the importance of words, and Jesus says in Mark eleven twenty three that we can have what we say. Let's go on to verse 24 and unpack that. Mark eleven twenty-four. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. okay, Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus is still speaking to his disciples and to us today. In verse twenty four of Mark eleven, Jesus mm-hmm. said, Therefore I say unto you. That whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So Jesus talks about the importance of right desire when we pray. Because some folks pray and they have some wild, crazy desires. And those kind of desires, if they're not according to God's heart and God's desire, are not going to be answered. Those kind of prayers. So Mm -hmm. selfish desire, ungodly desires, wants and wishes are not going to be answered Mm. in prayer by God. But when our desire lines up with God's desire or God's will, then our prayers are not only heard by God, but they're also answered. So Jesus said, Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So if my desires appear, and they're godly, and I'm praying about a matter, and my heart and my desires are pure and not selfish, when I begin to believe that I receive those things, then I shall have them. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I'm not waiting to see it first or for it to manifest first, whatever I'm praying about. Mm -hmm. It begins with believing first and Mm -hmm. then receiving. So Mm -hmm. believing comes before receiving whatever we desire when we pray. We have to believe it first before Mm -hmm. we can receive it.
2: Any mm-hmm. questions? No. Um, going back to what we, uh, what I had shared with you in regards to speaking with my niece last week, um, she called me and we had the opportunity to revisit the same thing I told her, in regards to using praying use with the the God, God faith from the God faith, you know, yes, um, the God kind and of faith. God kind of faith. And I said to her, "Do you believe what I said, or what was your your thinking on that?" She says, no, I believe that, you know, what you told me and how to. And um, she said, I believe that when I prayed that God would answer my prayer. And I said, you know, it's the same thing. You know, you get up, you go to work on Monday, expecting to get that check on Friday. I said, you believe that, don't you? She said, yeah. I said, well, you know what? That's, that's um, one way of thinking of it. But you know you can be more sure of what you ask in prayer, and if it's in God's will that you'll get it. I said, "Yeah, you go to work expecting a check, but things can happen where you don't get that check." But using the God faith, and when you pray and and um, believe that you receive it, and then you know once you pray, you you thank God for for blessing you with whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and and she was. So receptive of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um she said, yeah, yeah, Auntie Auntie D, I do believe that. I do, you know, believe that God will, you know, answer my prayer whatever and whatever it is me. I'm asking. Yeah. That's excellent,
0: said, Dorothy. I'm very proud of you. Yeah. So when a person really yeah. say, I believe, how do we mm-hmm. know they believe? Is it just what they say?
2: Um at the time, I didn't know because uh, she, said she she just kept saying yes, you know, yes. But when we talked yesterday, I know that she believed because Amen. of how she expressed it. And she yeah. expressed
0: that. Yeah. So when we pray about a thing and we really believe it, and we ask God for it, and if we really believe that we receive it when we ask for it, time and date, do we have to pray about it again?
2: No. And remind the Lord
0: and ask him again?
2: No, not at all.
0: Or do we patiently wait for
2: his timing?
0: Patience for God's time. That's the prayer of faith. We only have to pray Mm -hmm. that once. Right. But Mm -hmm. we can also pray, Lord, I thank you that Mm -hmm. on yesterday I prayed about a certain matter. Mm -hmm. And I believe that you heard me when I prayed yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm still waiting for the manifestation of what I prayed Mm -hmm. for yesterday, but I received it yesterday in my heart that -hmm. it was mine. I'm just waiting for the mailman to come. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for it to manifest, but it's already mine. So I'm not Mm -hmm. going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be patient. And in your timing, when you're ready to deliver it in the natural, Well, Mm -hmm. I can touch it and see it and feel it. But until then, I'm waiting, trusting and believing in faith that Mm -hmm. it's already mine. Even though I don't see it, I don't Mm -hmm. taste it, I don't touch it, I don't feel it. Because I'm not moved by those external things. I'm moved by my faith. Mm -hmm. And my faith says, when I prayed, that very instant, God heard me and he answered, and I received his answer, and mm-hmm. what I prayed about, I received it by faith, and I'm waiting patiently for it to manifest. Now that's a critical point right there, because we don't know exactly when it's going to manifest. Right. right. <laughs> Abraham received God's promise, at 75, but it didn't manifest until 25 years later. and We'll talk more about that in Romans chapter 4, and how Mm -hmm. Abraham responded to that, him and Sarah. Mm -hmm. But what God wants us to do is that while we're waiting for the manifestation of healing, we continue Mm -hmm. to say what God says. 1 Peter 1 2-24, By his stripes, I'm healed. Now, as we continue to say, I am healed, that's just an example. Or it could be finances, I am rich. It could be healing or whatever. As we repeatedly say that to those around us, people might think that we're losing our minds or we're crazy.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, how can you say you're healed and the doctor say that you're sick? Or you have such and such condition? Mm -hmm. Well, Isaiah says, whose report do you believe? Mm -hmm. Do I believe God's report? Or do I believe the doctor's report? I have to make a decision. Mm
1: -hmm. Do I look
0: at my circumstances and say, well, I believe that? When it contradicts what God said? Do I go with what God says? Do I say God said it? I believe it. That settles me. Settles it. Or do I look at my circumstances, which are contradicting what God's will is for my life? Do I look at my circumstances and say, Oh, I believe what I see. I believe my circumstances. And um, oh, I know God said oh, said that in the Bible. But 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 no, oh, I believe what I see. See, that's the test of our faith. Mm -hmm. Because if our faith is really genuine, and if it's really the God kind of faith, then we're always Mm -hmm. going with God's testimony, or God's promise in his word, and not by what we see, or by what we feel, or about what others say. Questions? Any questions about anything I said? No. All righty. Well, because let's look at verse were, ahead, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Now, I, I, I understand that because, you know, there were times, different circumstances that I found myself into. I had to pick myself up out of that pit of circumstances, mm. standing on God's word and what God's promises are for me.
0: In especially going. In yes. the face of what you were going through. hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. So Jonah called them lying vanities. Anything that contradicts God's will for us is not the truth. It's a lie, whether it comes from Satan or it comes from the media or it comes from whoever. If it contradicts what God is saying, it's not truth. It's a lie. It's a vanity. It's something worthless. It's an idol. It's not truth. So, Mm -hmm. the opposite of truth is a lie. We can't have both of them operating at the same time. We've got to choose one or the other. Mm
1: -hmm. So, I
0: just make up my mind. I'd rather go with God.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I may have to
0: wait for a while, but Mm -hmm. I'm going with God. And I know if I'll go with him, he's faithful. He'll come through for me. Um, Verse 24, let's look at that. Uh, Jesus, talking about faith, ties in forgiveness when he's preaching or teaching on the subject of faith. Mm. He's teaching us the laws of faith and how faith operates. But then he Transitions into verse 25, and he says that whenever you are standing and praying, forgive, if you have an ought against any. So he tells his disciples the importance of forgiveness in relationship to the answer of our prayers. And so the question is, why is forgiveness so important when it comes to God answering our prayers? Because why do you think forgiveness is important? Why would Jesus go to forgiveness? He could have went anywhere.
2: Because, you know, again... um if your heart is crowded with all that, um, feeling of, um, hatred and remembering what the person has done to you and you're mm-hmm. feeling that, that heaviness and it's weighing you down. Oh, I'm not for, going to forgive him. Cause what he did to me, whatever. Um, you won't be able to go to God truthfully in prayer. How could you and ask him for, for, to bless you with things. When there it is, it's, it's a form of sin to hold um, grudges and all of that. Not you know, oh, It's
1: goodness. a form
2: of sin. Plus, it, it, it sickens you. It weighs you down. Mm-hmm. And when you think about Christ when he went to the cross and all that he suffered,
1: he, forgave he asked
2: his father to forgive them. Because he said, forgive them, Lord, because they know not what they do. So even yeah, but he had... A lot had- of
0: Christians said, well, wait, 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 wait. I'm not forgiving anybody Unless they first apologize to me,
2: mm-hmm. it's it's not about them. Mm. It's about you and your relationship with God. Um, you know, um,
0: so forgiveness huh. is for us first.
2: Yes, yes. It
0: starts with it, us.
2: Yeah, because it 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 um, takes away that weight that you carry. You know that that feeling of, you know, the hurt and the this and the that that the person has done for you. Once you start asking God, even if you're struggling with it, you pray about it and ask him to show you how to forgive. And then you really, really sincerely want to forgive and you start saying, okay, God, you know, um, help me to forgive. And you start lightening that load. God will not only bless you, but it will heal you also. Oh, so uh,
0: you know, forgiveness is not okay in the heart of a believer. No. Unforgiveness is not okay no. in the heart of a believer.
2: You should be able, you should, as a believer, knowing who God is and, and what he stands for, you know, um, you should forgive.
0: So, you un- unforgiveness in the heart of the believer, would you say that's a sin? Un- yeah, because... Un- unforgiveness in the heart of a Christian,
2: would you say that's a I, I sin? think it is. Where I is? think it is, because it's disobeying God's word.
0: That's right. And that's a sin. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, the psalmist said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me. Mm-hmm. So unforgiveness can can completely short circuit or prevent our prayers from being answered. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It can nullify our faith. Unforgiveness can paralyze our faith where our faith will not function and operate and so Jesus is saying that if you have an ought against any so whether you have something against them or they have something against you, it really doesn't matter what matters is forgiving one another and there are those who we may have to forgive or should forgive, they may never forgive us but that's not our problem
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Our responsibility is to obey God and forgive them. And so, unforgiveness is like drinking poison in this cup and expecting the other person to die and drop dead. Mm-hmm. It kills us first.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: It hinders our prayer life and it causes <clears throat> our fellowship with the Lord to be broken and it affects us spiritually mentally, physically, and emotionally. And it opens up our lives and forgiveness for all kinds of torments that can come into our lives. So Jesus says that your Father, which is in heaven, may forgive your trespasses. So as we forgive others, as it is in the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, he also forgives us our trespasses our our our, sins faults or our sins so to the proportion or the extent that we forgive others is the extension to which God forgives us so if we're measuring out a little forgiveness or no forgiveness to others then no forgiveness comes to us in return Mm -hmm. so we can have it the way we want it based upon our decision. Any comments right. about forgiveness before we move well, on?
1: And holding grudges. Holding grudges um, would be a form of unforgiveness, right? I mean, okay. why hold grudges? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a burden. It's a burden on on, on yourself, I guess. Yeah, but people and, say, you
0: don't know what they did to me. I know. You don't know, know how they hurt me. You don't know what they said about me. Mm-hmm. So right then and there, they have you in prison when you get into that kind of thinking. Yeah. Because all of that thinking is holding you hostage in bitterness and unforgiveness and grudges. And all of that is toxicity. It poisons us. And then when we begin to speak, all that poison comes out in words, and we spew the poison on all those around us. And everybody Mm. becomes contaminated. So it just gets worse and worse. So Mm. it's not about what they did to me, because we can't change what they did to us. But the way we respond to that, amen, determines God's blessings in our lives. Mm -hmm. And how do we respond to that? With forgiveness putting it in God's hands and letting it go and moving on, leaving the results to God, he'll take care of that. He said, vengeance is mine, and I will repay. That's his responsibility. Our responsibility is to forgive. Any questions about forgiveness before we move on?
1: You, You said something. Vengeance is mine, and I will what?
0: Repay. That's what God says.
1: Will
0: yeah. God will fight your
2: bible. Right.
0: Do He'll you know what that going. is in
1: the scripture? No, but there's a famous actor that used that whole scripture in his in his film mm. um called Pulp Fiction. And who was the uh, the actor? It was uh Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> Was it was crazy.
0: yeah that
1: was crazy. <laughs> 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 Yeah. We don't need we don't need to go there. No. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to um go over to Romans chapter four and we'll close mm-hmm. with that scripture. Lord willing. Romans chapter four. Yep. And we'll just finish this out and um Lord willing. <laughs> okay, Romans chapter four. Mm -hmm. Okay, we read verse 17 last week. I'll read it and then I'll make some comments and we'll discuss it and we'll move on. Uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, God is speaking to Father Abraham, the father of our faith.
1: He made the Father. Yep.
0: He says, I will make you. I have made you. Past tense. Before it even came to pass a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth or brings the dead back to life, who calleth those things that be not as though they were, who against hope, Father Abraham, who against hope believed in hope. What does it mean, who against hope? What it simply means that Abraham's situation in the natural, was hopeless.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Abraham's situation in the natural, receiving God's promise, was hopeless. hopeless. What do you mean, hopeless? His situation was hopeless. Well, God Unata- promised Unattainable. Him,
1: unattainable. Yeah.
0: unattainable.
1: Yeah.
0: Humanly speaking.
1: Right.
0: Humanly speaking, for Abraham and Sarah to have children when mm-hmm. he's 75 And then God waits another 25 years and speaks of this promise. Now he's a hundred, and Sarah is 90. And they're still waiting for Isaac, the promised son, to be born. And so his circumstances that he and his wife was living with was hopeless. Her womb was dead. And he was a hundred years old, so wow. even if he could impregnate a woman because she was barren and on top of that, 90 years old, that was hopeless in the natural. But let's see how he responded to that, verse 19 and being not weak in faith, so the Bible talks about different kinds of faith here in this chapter. Mm-hmm. So we can see that God speaks of weak faith. And let me just give you very quickly different kinds of faith in the Bible. Justifying faith. Measure of faith. unfeigned faith. Great faith. Mustard seed faith. Increasing faith. Weak faith. Strong faith. So all faith is not faith. There's different kinds of faith that the Bible teaches us throughout the scriptures. I didn't give you all the scriptures because it takes up too much time. Right. He goes on and said that Abraham being not weak in his faith, he considered not his own body. He didn't consider his circumstances, his physical body. That was a hopeless situation in the natural. He didn't consider that. He didn't think about that. But what did he do? The Bible says he considered not his own body now dead, a hundred years old. When he was about a hundred years old, neither, or neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. So their situation yeah, yeah. in the natural was hopeless. Mm-hmm. It would even it's even more hopeless, Ron, of you. And Dorothy having another child or getting pregnant. Abraham's situation was more hopeless than yours in the natural speaking, especially at their age. All right, let's keep on reading. Abraham staggered not. He didn't waver at the promises of God. He didn't look at the promises of God and say, that's not for me, or that's not for today, or that won't work. He didn't look at God's promise like that. He didn't stagger or waver when God said, you and your wife, Sarah, is going to have a child. You too. No one else. You too. He didn't waver at that or stagger at that through unbelief, but was strong in his faith. Faith, yeah. Strong in his faith. He exercised the God kind of faith, that was given to him, that measure, he exercised it, it became strong. It became stronger. It increased. The more he believed God, the more he acted on what God's promise was, the more he confessed it, the more he believed it, the stronger and stronger his faith increased.
1: Hmm. And
0: that's how our faith develops and increases. By acting on the Word of God, believing the Word of God, confessing the Word of God, our faith increases. His faith gave glory to God. He gave praise to God. Even though his wife was barren, even though they were both past childbearing age, he gave God the praise because he wasn't looking at his circumstances. And this is where we can relate to that because we all have circumstances in our lives that we're waiting to change, whether it's physical healing, whether it's uh, situations with our children, grandchildren, family members, circumstances. We all have those in our lives, but either we can focus on them or focus on God's Word and His promise. In verse 21, it says... And being fully persuaded, being fully convinced Mm -hmm. that what God had promised him, he was able to perform. When we read the promises of God, are we really convinced that God has said this and we believe it and that settles it? Or do Mm -hmm. we come behind that with an explanation. Oh, that was just for the Bible times. And that went out with the apostles. And uh, Mm. that's not for us today. You hear a lot of that kind of stuff coming from Christians who may be on social media or maybe on TV networks. Oh, you know, uh, yeah, the Bible says that by stripes are healed, but you know, you know, that was for Jesus and his day. And, and now they're all dead. And yeah, mm. I know the Bible says that, but that's not for today. Healing's not for today. Um, these things are not for today. So the question is who are we going to believe? I'm believing God's
2: promises because, <laughs> you know, um, He keeps His word, His word is true. So stay on the like- safe side.
0: I'm going to be like Father Abraham. I'm going to do what he did. Mm-hmm. He was fully convinced. Mm-hmm. Right. He was fully persuaded. His mind was made up. He wasn't vacillating back and forth, double minded. Believe God today, not believe God today. Believe mm-hmm. the promise yeah. today, yeah. not believe the promise today. Now I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord because I know that. My believing will not be in vain.
1: Right. God
0: honors faith and God answers prayer, regardless of what we're facing, regardless of what the circumstances are. It doesn't change Mm -hmm. God's word. It doesn't change God's character. He's immutable. It doesn't change his promises. But what it can change if we believe it can change our life and change our circumstances. And it can change things around us if we only believe. Mm -hmm. If we only believe. Um, I took a lot of slack preaching these principles 30 years ago. I had people Mm -hmm. sitting in the congregation laughing at me Mm. as I preached these principles. Um, Because they mm. didn't see it happening in my life at that time, 30 years ago. I remember I got in my old station wagon. The doors were falling off. (laughs) Look at the preacher. He's talking about, you know, what God can do. Look what he's driving. Look what he's driving. (laughs) He's crazy. He's talking about you can have what you say. And look look what he's driving. And they kept Mm -hmm. on laughing until one day I pulled up in a brand new car and pulled it up in front of the church. And their mouths mm-hmm. dropped. They had nothing to laugh about then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might have took a few years to manifest, but it came. Yeah. And I thank God that I waited in faith. Hmm. And I got up off the message and said, well, you know, this ain't working right now. So maybe I better yeah. find something else to preach about or teach about. Because this is not working right now. I'm glad I didn't yeah. get into that thinking. Mm-hmm. Because I would have missed my blessing.
2: Yeah.
0: Any wow. comments? Um. Are you well, waiting on something right now? Um. For God to do.
2: Yes, and I I rem I can remember as if it was yesterday. I had gone to a um a service. It was at another church around um, getting close to Easter and uh, they had a concert and then they had a preacher come up and he was praying about um, God's truth and, and having faith. Mm. And then it was if, you know, he started speaking to certain to, to the congregation and then he started praying. And then he said, you know, I'm looking, he was looking over in my direction and he says that he senses that, there's a blessing coming for someone and you're waiting for someone and, and you've been praying about it. And I want you to know that because of your faith and your trust in God, you're going to receive it. And I just felt as though he was talking to me and it was Mm -hmm. God's delivering that message to me when I was in that, that circumstances that we were Mm -hmm. going through. And I just, immediately started thanking god for answering my prayer i said i received the blessing and i know it's coming and i i was so grateful and um every time i reflect back on that and and i think about where we are today as opposed to where i was we were during that time you know um i am so grateful uh you know because had i reacted in any other way, I wouldn't be here today.
0: Amen. And
2: um, t- this is just talking about God's promises, because that's what I was leaning on, and, mm. and and just prayerfully, you know, keeping in faith mm-hmm. based on his promises. And I'm telling you, the blessings is just overflowing. Insurmountable. Unbelievable.
0: So just Unbelievable. like you, just, Dorothy, just like you heard that good word mm-hmm. from the minister, that Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. I'm quite sure there were some negative voices and some negative words that may have come from a different person or a different location or direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe some doubts could have come at that time and said, well, you know, maybe he's not talking to me. Maybe God is not really Mm -hmm. speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's for the lady in back of me.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But no, you know what,
0: mm. I,
2: I received it for me.
0: You heard. And
2: it was Carla and I. And I even shared it because there was mm. a friend, a coworker of mine that her, she, you know, went to that church, some um, family member of her hers belonged to the church and she invited me and I went. And um, wow, it, it, it was a wow experience for me. And Thank even I, I told her, I said, Carla, you're not gonna believe that message was for me, and, and you know what it has done for my life. you know, mm-hmm. I kind of shared that with her, that wow, I, that's, that's all I could say to her.
0: So even you know? though he didn't even though he didn't specifically call your name Dorothy. Right. You believe that that was a word from God mm-hmm. through that individual.
2: Yes, and Yes. And you believed
0: it. you heard mm-hmm. it. Yes, you believed it, and you received it.
2: I sure did. He said, someone in that you, section.
0: And you say, I claim that, that's mine. Mm-hmm. That, that word that I just heard mm-hmm. concerning my circumstances, that's for me today. I believe that.
2: Yeah.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. No mm-hmm. matter how ludicrous or how wild or how unbelievable, <laughs> you know, it yeah. may sound, <laughs> or how impossible... Mm-hmm. He wants us to believe because with God, all things. Right. Are possible. And possible. That's how it came. Yeah. 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 And not doubt. The
2: promises are forever. So when prospered. we get to heaven,
0: when mm-hmm. all God's children get to heaven, because they're waiting for the blessing when they get to heaven. Right. They're mm-hmm. waiting for the robe and the new shoes and all that. When they get to heaven, And when they get to heaven, and it's all there waiting for them, and God looks at them, and Jesus looked at them and said, it was yours when you were on earth. That's right. You could have had all of this, but you just didn't believe. Mm -hmm. You believed that you had to die and get here Mm -hmm. to cash in.
2: Right. (laughs) And that's sad, you know?
0: (laughs) That's sad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's sad to, to because live this men-
0: whole life in bondage to live mm-hmm. this whole life in lack to mm-hmm. live this whole life sick right. and then die and wait till you get to heaven to get your healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and live defeated all these years 70, 80, 90, 100 years right. just to die to go to heaven to get it mm-hmm. no that's not what the bible teach
2: exactly Jesus
0: said you can have it now You can't have it all at once, but you can have it if Mm -hmm. you're willing to wait for it and believe for it. That's right. Amen. All righty. Well, our time has expired. Mm -hmm. Forgive me for going over the limit.
2: That's okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that. I do receive that. So we're going to uh, ask if you have any comments on anything that we said, anything that resonated with you. Um, for personal application, what is one or two things that really stood out to you on this lesson today that you can share with us?
1: Well, it's very important to have strong belief and to you know walk walk that life of knowing that uh, God is forever present and um, you know will answer your prayers. Amen. well that's mm-hmm. how I feel.
0: Amen. Yeah. I really genuinely believe. Amen. Yeah, Dorothy. Um
2: just, you know, focus and and um just based on all that God promised us, his promises, we have to you know, hold on to that, have faith believing in his promises for us. That's and true. believe right that they are true and 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 that's it and it is for us
1: today
0: (laughs) amen and if we believe that with all our heart
1: Mm
0: -hmm. if we believe that with all of our heart god is faithful to honor his word and to answer our prayer and honor our faith in him and his promises he's faithful Mm -hmm. to bring it to pass amen Mm -hmm. Well, um, Mike, he checked his app. Um, nothing came through, Ron. So, um, so after the broadcast, we'll talk about it, and um, I'll give you a call, and uh, okay, and Mike will explain it. So we don't have so to this, it on this. So this, so
1: this one section that says V at Fieldhouse TV—that's okay, a well, V, maybe, right? Maybe this
0: is good. Here you go, Mike. Can you hear him? Oh. Hold on just a moment, Ron.
1: Oh, oh no, I don't want to.
0: No, this right is fine. There's no problem. No harm done. <laughs> we'll make it simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, my son is doing something. Hold on.
1: Mm-hmm.